Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A new survey out today shows that you and the rest of Canada believe that profiteering is the number one reason that food prices are higher in Canada. Now, that's despite the fact that grocery store CEOs have testified in Ottawa to politicians and parliamentarians that no, that is not the case. That's not what's going on here. But a survey of 10,000 Canadians by Dalhousie University's Agri-Food Lab found in all provinces, except Saskatchewan and Quebec, Grocery chain price gouging was cited as the main reason that food prices have risen in Canada. Nova Scotians say 52% of them say that's the reason. Uh, Prince Edward Island, 36%. Other provinces, a little above 30%. Um, Saskatchewan and Quebec, farther down. But overall, 30% of Canadians believe that price gouging is the main reason for higher food prices. About 29% believe It's inflation and monetary policies that are to blame. Regardless, it's, um, it's high. We know that, right? So then the story that drops yesterday has a lot of people saying, what? Galen Weston, the chairman and the president of Loblaws, got a pretty good increase in pay for last year. $3 million, taking his annual salary from $5.4 million up to $8.4 million. And he's not alone. Uh, several other Loblaws executives got big pay increases. So did the heads of other grocery chains in Canada. Now, this all comes as grocery chain executives in this country, like I say, particularly Weston, are under very intense fire for things like that survey. A lot of Canadians believe that the soaring food prices, the record profits, are a result of them gouging. So this is not going to go over well. Let's find out. Are we off the mark here? Is this something we shouldn't be worried about? We're going to chat with Stuart Smythe, who's an associate professor and an industry-funded research chair in agri-food innovation at the University of Saskatchewan. Stuart, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you being here today. Good morning, Shay. My pleasure. You know, when we take a look at this, part of me always, I have a rule, don't count other people's money. And you know what? When we take a look at Galen Weston and what he gets paid to run what is a monstrous national company, are we barking up the wrong tree here? Is this something that we should even be worried about? This When I when I first saw this yesterday, it reminded me, oh, what, 10, 12 years ago when, when mortgage foreclosures were really high and bank CEOs and senior executives were making you know, comparable salaries and the, and the outrage was similar. And, and I think we're, we're, we're sort of discussing about the, the same issue again. Yeah. Food prices are, are through the roof over the last six uh, months for sure, but even over the last two years. And so it, it just comes as a bit of a slap in the face to, to hear that the CEOs of, of grocery retailers are, are making multi-million salary or multi-million dollar salaries and increases. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's what it is. It's the optics and it's the timing of this. Now, Loblaw says, hey, this increase has multiple different components to it. There's lots of things that go into it. And they actually did some outside consultation that, uh, hey, are we being fair with our executives? And they found out that no, they weren't and the pay needed to change. Does any of that matter? Or is like you say, um, people are just angry about this because, you know, they think they're paying for it. It, it it may resonate with with a few people that that aren't sort of really frustrated about retail prices, but I think we might count them on one hand in the 
across the country. So, yeah, I don't think this is going to make any consumer feel a little bit better about the price of their groceries this weekend. No, I don't think so. I think you're absolutely right. It'd probably just make them even a little bit more angry. Um, when we take a look at what's going on, that whole conversation, like, it's surprising to me because we had, you know, the, the evidence, we had the documentation given by Galen Weston and, you know, his colleagues at other national grocery chains saying, listen, this is, this is where we're at. This is where our profit margins were. You know, last year, five years ago, and this is where they are today. We're not gouging. We haven't changed it. But given that survey that I just read, that hasn't changed perception. People still seem to think that these grocery chains are are gouging in a lot of cases, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and it's tough to to shift that away because we were seeing, particularly some of the the produce items, right? Lettuce up twenty percent. Um, from, from this time last year. And and so when it's things that we're buying on that, you know, more every week or every other week, that's where those those purchases or the price increases really tend to stand out for us. And and maybe on some of the, the more irregular things where you're buying that maybe once a month or once every six weeks, those ones aren't quite as noticeable. So it's it's those items that we're buying week in and week out, bread and milk and, and those types of things. Um, that's where it's really sort of, you know, it's it's really apparent on our grocery bills then. Yeah, exactly. And the thing about it, uh, and, and you know this, Stuart, is there's no escaping it, right? I mean, you're talking, like you say, those are staple items. It's not like it's discretionary. Do you see any relief in store for Canadians here? I'm hopeful that, um, you know, in the next couple of months, we'll have more of our domestic fruit or, you know, certainly vegetable production starting to ramp up and, and some of the um, fruit side of things. So, so we may see some easing. Um, the the thing that worries me though is that you know last weekend the carbon tax jumped by thirty percent. So so that's going to offset our ability to save a little bit because it's going to cost more to to transport all of those items than than it did um, back in March. So it, it's unfortunate. You know I was really trying to advocate that the government should consider exempting tri- food transportation from the carbon tax. Uh, you know that's that's a really sincere way to for government to acknowledge that. You know, carbon tax is contributing to driving up food prices. And and one of the other things I've noticed that we're starting to pay for is the government's policy on single-use plastics. So it's not the retail stores or the, the food processors that are packaging that that end up paying for, for this policy. It, it's you and I and, and everybody else's consumers are starting to pay for the the single-use plastic policy now. I, that, that's a new one to me. What, what are you talking about there? How is that changing the prices of what we pay? So some of these single-use plastics, it's requiring the, the packaging companies to change some of the um, packaging requirements so to, to fall in line with the guidelines. And then, you know, it, it drives up costs a little bit here and there. And so that ultimately ends up in, in being factored into the price of our food products. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. I mean, uh, costs go up and, and they get passed on ultimately, right? We know how that works. Unfortunately. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Thanks very much, Stuart. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for being here.